Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 62 of Zion's Finest. In this episode, I'm going to be joined by Brett Kelly. What we're going to be doing is talking about the recent spoilers for Lothal. Specifically, we're going to be talking about Doubt. When Doubt was spoiled on the Facebook page, there was a lot of hand-wrangling, I will say, amongst the Rebel players on the Slack channel. Myself, Brett, and Matthew Richards were particularly concerned about it because it is fairly clear from it that it is going to be a very strong boon for the Empire, who is not very reliant on the focus that it's going to be generating, and it is going to fall very heavily on the main rebel, the like main meta competitive archetype right now, which is Han Rangers. And it will also obviously fall on IG Pirates, although not them as much, because IG is a self-focusing machine of destruction. So when it was released, obviously, there was just a lot of worrying, um, a lot of expressions about how Vader, who is already... The, I, I think Vader's the strongest figure in the game. If you know Brett and I get into this, Brett's going to say IG's the strongest figure in the game, which is true when you're thinking about command cards, right? But like just in terms of like a stat line, like nobody's touching Vader. He's got he's 13 points, so one more than one more health than IG. He's got two black dice that he's rolling with, I mean, the best surge damage combination in the game, right? He's rolling two reds and a yellow, so he's just got consistently high, awesome damage with a reroll and plus one damage. And Vader just he just hits like a truck. And doubt what doubt does it takes the rebel archetype that was able to handle Vader. I mean, not always, but it it could definitely give Vader a run for his money, which is Han Rangers, and he's severely, severely harming that archetype. The reason why is because the Rebel Rangers are reliant on generating two focuses in, in round one for free, right? Without like any any repercussions, because what they need to be able to do is at the start of round two, Vader is going to be getting up in their grill. They need to be worrying about IG getting up in their grill. So what those two focuses allows them to do is one's obviously going to go on Han and the other one's going to go on a rebel or a ranger. Hopefully you can get out one or two more at the start of the next round, although you might not be able to, but you need that in order to get the um, rebel rangers damage up. If you rebel rangers without focus, are very, very, very mediocre attackers. Rebel Rangers with focus are awesome attackers. I mean, you know, you think it's only one green die, but what that green die does for a Rebel Ranger with access to an additional Pierce 1 plus 2 damage, re-rolls for days, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great dice, right? And it allows them to do a lot with it. Without the ability to consistently generate two focuses per round, and with the, and not only that, with the fact that if Han does, if the Han player does not have initiative, Han is going to lose his focus before he attacks. That is just going to be severely crippling for the for the the Han Rangers. And obviously, like there is the temptation, which those of us who are rebels freely indulged in, when something is spoiled that's clearly going to negatively impact your favored list. There's a tendency to be apocalyptic about it. Now, I do not think that rebels are completely out of the running, and I feel like we should make that pretty clear. But it is also very, very clear that Rebels... So Rebels had one premier competitive archetype going into Worlds. That was Han Rangers. Now, obviously, people were able to do things outside of that archetype, right? Ryan Jamal was running his Rebel Heroes. I had the box. There were... Oh, and Gil from uh, Denmark. I want to say it's Denmark. Gil, I hope you're from the Den- or from Denmark, um, was running an- another Rebel Heroes list. I mean, there it's not just Han Rangers that are good, but Han Rangers was a, cons- a clearly good, consistently awesome archetype and that is being severely hammered where the the consensus is is that rangers are being severely hammered the other the flip side of that not flip side but i guess we could say amplifying that point is that that list rebel rangers with han was able to do very well against vader 
Vader, Vader, even with all of his damage, is not able to withstand a strong punch from you know two or three Focus Rangers with Han coming in for the you know for another for another hit, and that is ca- that is now going to cause us a lot of problems because that was one of the things that was holding Vader down more was the fact that there was a strong archetype um, that was able to do a ton of damage to him. Now with that being gone, obviously IG remains still good, but it's just not clear how much. Uh, it's just not clear how scum hunters is going to be able to hold down a widespread vader meta now it's not to say it can't obviously scum is scum is i think still the best faction just because it's got access to uh weekway pirates or the best best unit in the game in terms of like um you know we're looking at a efficiently balanced hard-hitting hunter that can also go on the lamb right they're a great figure but it's just Vader. It just has such a weight on the meta in terms of what he can do. Like if your list does not have an answer for Vader, either than run away and hope you can get objective points and kill jets before he kills all of your offensive power on your list. That's kind of a scary proposition to be in. And it's we're I am yet to see a convincing case from people who have been on the pro side of doubt to help me understand why it is that that's not going to happen. So, I mean, the, the big thing is, is we don't want to be, we don't want to be overly negative. It's clear that the meta is going to change. It's clear that rebels are going to be on the, in the doghouse for a little bit. How much is not totally clear, right? It's not clear if, if we're going to be getting more better cards coming out of Lothal for rebels that are going to balance this out, or if it's just going to be that rebels are going to struggle until the next release. It, it, it's just not clear. The reason why I want to have this episode with Brett is just because Brett, has, one, he's played games proxying doubt in, so he knows what he's talking about. Obviously, he's a really good player. And two is, despite being on my side about it, he is very cool-headed when it comes to things in terms of, you wouldn't know this from you know his raging on the Slack channel, but that was mostly just in fun. When Brett like really buckles down to talk about something, you can tell that he, he's really working through in his mind like what is actually going on as opposed to just wild speculation, right? So I wanted to bring him on just to kind of give a little bit more solid analysis in terms of what it is that we're looking at. Again, we don't want anyone to feel like the negativity is swarming because we're not. We love Imperial Assault. We love everything about, I mean, there's just so many things to love about this game, but it's clear that the meta is going to be kind of going in a different direction. And if you're a Rebel player, you should just be aware that this is something you need to start thinking about right now. Like, this is one of those problems that is going to need to be solved. And we're going to have to figure out how to solve it if we want Rebels to be competitive going into regionals and then into Worlds next year. Assuming we don't get another box. Who And who knows? Who knows what the future brings? But anyway, <laughs> that is a very, very long introduction. Let us turn it over to Brett. And thank you again for listening. All right, this is Kenny Brown, and I am joined by Brett Kelly. Hello, everyone. Brett, uh, for those new listeners, maybe you could reintroduce yourself. All right, um, kind of a longtime IA player. I started back right after Worlds 2016. Um, got really into it right away, started blogging about it. Um, so you can find a lot of posts over there at rollfordamage.net. Um, made it to the top four at Worlds twice in a row national champion in the u.s uh that, that's all my credentials <laughs> pretty pretty good credentials so it was 2017 and 2018 worlds that you made back yep. to back frequent ranter on the zion's finest uh slack channel uh that, you you rant only as much as is necessary brett yeah <laughs> <laughs> can't um, leave that part out though 
<laughs> that is that is, that is fair. I, I mean, we do enough ranting for those who who secretly want to rant but don't feel like they feel like the melee is maybe a little too much. So we do the ranting for them. Awesome. All right. Well, as I said in the introduction, what this episode is going to be is we I we want Brett on here to to uh, spill his genius brains talking about doubt and the effect that we think doubt and generally like where we think the meta is going to be. It seems like this is obviously a very um, what's the word? Momentous, not momentous, high impact. It is going to have a very high impact in the meta. And so I'd like to Brett to just kind of break it apart for us in terms of like talking about like why it is that people think this is going to have such a significant impact. And let's just see where we go. I'll, I'll ask questions as we go along. Okay. Um, I think first of all, it's important to mention that we're not getting doubt for a while and with doubt, we are getting some other changes that seem like they can shake the meta up a lot. Namely, uh, the Lothal Wastes map rotating in is going to be a big boon to range units and a, a kind of a harsh penalty to melee units. And why is that? Just because it's so huge. It's the biggest map we've ever had, and it's it's bigger than a lot of the four-player maps that have been released. So there's no easy way for melee units to do what they do best, which is cover small areas that are important. Uh, instead, you're going to have to rely on really high-speed figures and figures with a lot of range to kind of lock down important parts of the map for you on, on that one. Okay. So uh, I think that's, you know, you can't look at doubt just in a vacuum. And when it got released, that's kind of what I was doing, and... I was pretty upset, let's be honest about it, because it it's a one-point nerf, basically, which I don't really like the design of that. I think FFG acknowledges that focus is a mechanic that is a bit of a problem for the game, just because it's turned into who has these big alpha strikes and who can get them off faster and who can remove the big units from the board quicker. And it's not... It, it kind of limits the amount of lists available when a figure like Luke, for instance, is getting removed from the board before he can get, even get into range. So obviously focus is a problem and there needed to be a fix to it, especially because the scum faction has been so dominant. Um, but that fix being a one point cost that has to go into your 40 point list kind of sucks a little bit. Um, and at the same time, I still think focus is the most viable way to run both rebels and scum. So I don't think it's going to make Gideon and 3PO go away. Probably the better fix to me would just be a straight up nerf to those cards. I think 3PO maybe just increases cost to three. Gideon impose a range limitation on his abilities. I think those would have gone a long way to nerfing those two figures, but this is what we got. So. Do you really think, Brett, let me, uh, let's do a, 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 let's pause because you have, yeah. like you said, you made top four at Worlds and not with Rebel lists, True. right? Even though I would say you're a little bit of a Rebel partisan with me, it's not like, it's not like you have only been playing Rebels, right? So you're not coming at this from the perspective of someone who I've only played Rebels and this just sucks for me. Yeah. I mean, I tried to, Rebels are definitely my first love when it comes to factions. Um, when I start a season at, you know, regionals levels, I always try to take a rebels list. I've won a couple regionals with rebels. I've never taken mercenaries or imperials to a regional. Um, so yeah, I mean, I definitely, as 
kind of a rebel player, I can see the impact of doubt more than maybe someone that strictly plays Imperials. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, I'm going to run whatever's the best list when it comes to worlds. And to me, yeah. the past two years, it's been Merc. So, and the reason why I ask this is, do you think that, like, when we talk about nerfing focus, do you think that focus and rebels, I mean, and I'm asking this as your honest opinion, do you think that focus and rebels is something that needs to be addressed? Or is the problem that focus being so easily accessible by, by Mercs is what has caused the problem? Well, I think it depends how you think about it, because to me, there's only one viable rebel list. Well, two, if you include your box. Yeah. Uh, but the mainstream rebel list is Han Rangers. Yeah. And the reason that it's good is it deals enough damage to hang with the other high damage dealing lists out there in the mercenary faction. Not necessarily because it's creative or there's like anything interesting going on. It's just the same kind of deal. Deal as much damage as you can kill as much as many figures as you can before they kill you. So from a game design standpoint, I do think Focus is a problem in Rebels. Okay. Because I think that type of game, while it's fine, it's a little bit too dominant and it's a little bit too easy, I guess. Um, I'd, I'd rather have a game where there's a little bit more subtlety in the, in the plays you can do. Like, for instance, in regional season, I was running this Han Luke list that was a bit wonky because... You could run Luke up and then play Change of Plans to tap on and reactivate Luke and get a bunch of activations. Like, I like tricky things like that. And if your Luke dies, like, that whole trick goes away, you know? Yeah. So, and it's the same, I think, with a lot of other lists. Like, if you lose a key piece of the list, whatever your little trick was kind of falls apart. Like, I think with your box, if Han dies, yeah. the box falls apart pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so, like, if you don't get on the lamb and Miracle Worker early, you're probably in a bad position. No, because it's reliant on, as opposed to, like, you're saying Rebel Rangers just deal damage. My list has a trick that it does, and so I need to be able to do the trick. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I think those trick lists are good for the game. It brings a lot of variety to the meta. And, you know, the, these this card, Doubt, was designed after the 2017 meta, which was all Merc Hunters. I think there was a one yeah. Ranger list in the top 16, but it's still Hunters. So obviously Hunters is the problem. Yeah. Um, and and I think Hunter as a trait needs a nerf as well. I don't think it's just focus. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, part of the problem is you can drop five cards on an attack and you can one-shot basically any figure in the game except for maybe Vader. Maybe yeah. Vader. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, killing Vader with one shot... It is possible, but very, very tough. But, I mean, you know, doing 12 damage to Vader with one attack, that is pretty dang good. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I used a single weakway pirate at Worlds to kill a Han in one attack. I was rolling, like, six or seven dice I at was him. watching that. <laughs> it was, like, two red die, like, three green die. It was crazy. Yeah, I don't even I think had, you played Assassinate on that. No, I didn't. I had, like, wild attack. Element of surprise, primary target. primary target. I had all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, I was, I was watching. I watched Brett do this thing. And I'm like, can he do it? And then when you like assembled the dice, I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna do it. Yeah, easily, easily enough to kill Han there. I think I overkilled him by like three damage yeah, without even playing assassinate. Right. So I don't know. I, I see that as a problem for the game. Fair. Um, but at the same time, you also have to kind of look at the state 
that these factions are in. Yeah. And the, the fact is the rebel faction hasn't had a ton of success. I mean, yes, Han Rangers did okay at worlds. Uh, you made it to top 16 with your rebel list. Uh, there were a couple other weird rebel lists that made the top 16. Yeah. But I would say that's more exceptions. Yep. Uh, I, to me, the mercenary list is just way more consistent. Um, yep. especially IG as a figure is just very strong. So I, I would say the rebels needed, needed a little help from this wave. And I don't really see that coming with Ezra and Kanan, especially with there's no force user cards that have been revealed. And this was the pack to reveal them. So pretty disappointing. Just getting the Ezra pack revealed, no force users and this doubt card, which obviously hits rebels harder than it hits any other factions. Yeah. So I don't know. I, all right. I, I guess we should talk about my first impression is you can't play rebels at all anymore after this card. Yeah. Because the point of Han Rangers is to wait until you get this big alpha strike and then do it and kill a big figure and then snowball from there. Yep. And the Rangers, if they're not killing stuff with focused attacks, they're also not getting the hidden conditions. So kind of a double whammy for them. Yeah. Uh, with Han, his end of round shot is becomes a lot less reliable because if you don't have initiative, they can cancel your focus on that end of round shot before you get it off that seems so huge yeah it's it's so it's a it's a pretty big deal um i haven't gotten a chance to play uh a rebel list against doubt yet but i'm assuming that it's the main effect of it is not going to be removing focus it's going to be forcing the rebel player to play more aggressively to get his focuses out early yeah. And that might mean taking shots that you don't want to yeah. take. Like maybe you have like a riot trooper to shoot at that you don't necessarily want to waste a focus on. Or maybe you're going to take a really long range shot that doesn't have a high chance to hit. But I th- I, that's how I see it going. Um, I don't think it's going to consistently I see that too. cancel one focus per round. Even, um, even start of round one, you don't think that's going to be the case? You mean start of round two? And, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, end of round one. Well, round it's two. map dependent okay. also. I haven't played it on Uskru yet, which I think obviously it'll cancel one on Uskru every yeah. time. Um, and maybe even two on Uskru. But on Tarkin Initiative Labs, it's got much less of an impact because it's very important to grab the middle of that map to get the weapons, to get control of the objective points. So... I feel like there's going to be targets on on Tarkin to shoot at round one. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think Rangers are going to hurt a lot on Uskru. I think they'll be fine on Tarkin. And I think they'll be okay on Lothal as well, to be honest, because it's just so big. So that the uh, the penalty in them losing their focus is offset by the fact right. that Vader can't so, get into their grill. Yeah, I, I guess what I'm saying is... My reaction to this card might have been a bit of an overreaction at first. I still think it's going to be a great card. I think it's going to fit right in with Vader, and I think it's going to hurt Rebels a lot. Yep. But I don't think it's going to kill Hunters, Yep. which I think was what FFG was kind of hoping to do with it. To me, it just kills those Rebel lists that are like yeah, fringe Rebel point. lists. Yeah, like the box, like Rebel Heroes... 
the reason why is because like my bot and I mean this is at least one reason is that my box Jamal Ryan Jamal's list who he was running his rebel heroes and then Gil was running his rebel heroes none of us are relying on hunter cards right exactly like we're all none of us have hunter cards we're all running yes. just smugglers and like I've got Jakarta Ryan had Jakarta um, like we're relying on just traditional forms of damage output in which focus helps a ton. I mean, a focused Dracada and a focused Han, they're, they just have so much more flexibility in terms of the shots you can take and the damage you can deal as opposed to unfocused, right? So, Oh, yeah. Well, especially with Dracada because if his attack misses, you're not only missing the attack, you're also missing Shrapnel, which is the best surge in the game. Yeah. So that loss of range, because he's not a consistent ranged hitter without focus. So, I mean, that's going to be really risky playing him without without focus. But, yeah, so I think that's where the main impact of this card comes in. Um, but I'd like to talk about the bottom side of the card, too, because I think I actually underestimated that part when I first read it. I did it as well. I did as well. So tell so tell us what the bot. So there's there's the two halves of there's two effects to to doubt. We've already said the first effect, which is at the end of the round, choose a beneficial condition, I assume, or is it a condition? It's one condition okay. or power token from any hostile figure. And so you remove it, and then the second. Uh, tell us what the second condition is or the second effect. Yeah, the second part is deplete the card, which means the top part is no longer usable. Um, deplete this card while a hostile figure is a attacking to choose one attack die your opponent must re-roll that die so it's kind of like the weak ways power where they can force a re-roll of the defense die when they're attacking but it's actually a lot better than that because if something is attacking you from range you can force them to re-roll one of the die that's giving them the range to get to you and then tough luck it so the attack misses so in a lot of cases this is going to end up being a free missed shot, which can be a real big deal. Huge. I mean, like, um, is a good example. Like, Dracotta, unless she rolls super heavy, right, like, losing one of her, like, losing her blue die can kill her range. The other thing, it's, um, and, oh, that's brutal. It's not like you have to hope for a certain result in that case, because you can look at the other die that are on the table, and if they don't have the range with that die, then they don't have the range, period, so... It's not like a wait and see what the reroll is. It's just you cause that attack to miss. So that's, yeah, that's definitely worth depleting the card. Even if it's early, like round one or round two, it's worth losing the card just for that. So that's just another thing on this card that gives it more value. So yeah, this card's definitely going to see play in Imperials for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, I, there was one other exchange with that second one to talk about, which is IG, right? IG, when IG assembles his dice pool, he is now going to have to account for the fact that maybe you've got tough luck if you've got doubt in hand. Because if he doesn't, if he doesn't roll range, that's true. Then your ability to make one of his attacks miss is just going to be huge. Absolutely yeah. huge. Uh, IG optimally wants to be attacking from three range because that lets him roll his biggest attack pool of red, red, green. And it also gives him the strain ability on his card yep uh so typically you see an ig run up to just three range get all the attacks he can off and then retreat now he's either going to have to roll a suboptimal die pool or he's going to have to move a couple spaces closer so it definitely hits ig also but then again ig doesn't rely on the focus so 
he's not hit maybe as hard as some rebel figures. So I don't know. I think people eventually figure out how to play around that, but it does. It's one of those effects like tough, tough luck that you always have to keep in the back of your mind when you're making plays. So it does, it will have an impact on the game, even if it doesn't get played. It's just one of those lingering effects that you have to worry about. Yeah, that's a good point. So if doubt came out today, I would say hands down the best list would be Vader with two E-Jets, a regular Riot, two Officers, Doubt, Rule by Fear, and Zillow. Yeah. It's just, it's just to me, and clearly un- the best list. And Unshakable. You still have room for Unshakable. Right. I, yeah, also Unshakable. So that list is real strong on Tarkin, just because it's very good at controlling the middle. It's going to be good on Uskru, because now you can cancel focus tokens pretty easily. And you don't have to worry about raining freight anymore. Shielded was okay for it, but... Yeah. Yeah. And on Moss Eisley, obviously, Vader's very good as well. Yeah, it's his, that's his current favorite map, I would say. Right. Um, when Moss Eisley rotates out for low foul wastes, I'm honestly not sure where the meta's going to go. I feel like IG is the king of low foul. Yeah. Uh, so I assume that mercenaries are still going to be on top. And like I said, I, I don't think this card hits hunters really that hard at all. I mean, I, I feel like IG, Greedo, Vinto, Onar, that's going to get played. And weakways are going to be, are going to be fine. Yeah. Cause weakways still have the ability to generate. Not only will they, they do get focus, which they can lose, but they're also getting high tokens, right? So, right. I mean, they've got soft focus True. for days, realistically. Yeah. So, I don't know. If you remove a focus with doubt, I think you've already won the value that you brought it for. Like, just one. If you can just remove one at Absolutely. the end of round one, like, it's already worth that one point. Absolutely. Anything else that the card does is extra. So, I don't know. For one point, it's basically negating half of what Jabba does, I'd say it's worth t- at least two, you know? Absolutely. Um, so, I don't know. It's definitely a strong effect for one point. And I think most of my rage about this card was before the contents of Ezra and Kane came out, I was already in my mind thinking, how am I going to make Jedi Luke work this regional season? I had some lists in my head and i was waiting on like what what are those force user cards they're going to give us that are going to push luke back up to highly playable yeah um but instead i feel like with doubt i i just can't see it i don't think luke can hang no. but i mean because I, I will say this from having played so you you i, I maybe i i would like to hear you recount a little bit your luke han list when you won your previous regional, because you said that that was okay against Vader and yeah. you know, the Imperials. But I will say I pra- So when worlds got over, we got our sweet little world or our Luke alt art card. I was practicing Luke consistently with, right. I was trying that Jedi and Luke spies list because I wanted to try something that was more uniquely my flavor, but like still I thought, you know, it's not going to be a tier one list, but it can do things right. It's got Luke. I've got spies. I've got everything I need. Now, I practiced a lot against a wide variety of archetypes, and I knew I was never having a good matchup against Imperials. And people think, like, I've heard people on the Slack channel like, oh, 
melee, like the, these rebel melee people are good against Vader if they can get into his grill because they can stack Pierce so it can stop his Zillow. But that like completely ignores the fact that that is exactly what Vader wants, right? Like Vader's only problem is that in order to kill you, he needs to get close to you. And, you know, so that you're doing that for him, right? Like I had, you know, Luke with Son of Skywalker, you hope he can kill Vader, but he might not even kill Vader, right? Because your first attack is kind of flubbed because of Zillow negating your pierce. I mean, there's just so many, so many yeah. problems with that. Luke's attack is very mediocre and uh, unreliable. And yeah. You know, for Luke to get his value, he needs to soak up a couple little ranged attacks so he can get the pings off from his deflect yeah. ability. Uh, and he's not doing that against a Vader list. No, Vader's just going to go in, and if you don't roll a dodge, and you should never plan on rolling dodges, yeah. then Luke's going to die to, you know, two attacks from Vader plus anything, realistically. As far as uh, my regional with Luke, that was the first regional of the season, mm-hmm. so... That was before Vader, Unshakable Vader, was figured out. Okay. So I was running Luke with Jin and some other smuggler tricks. Ah, uh, yes. I kept Vader completely locked down in all those games. Just because you were stunning him and... Oh, yeah. Jin, Jin a focused Jin was a, a very good answer to the Vader lists I faced. And I faced a bunch because... Vader's very popular over here on the East Coast. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's, I would say he's popular everywhere, but it seems like it's the United States where Vader has really just been ascended. I mean, he has just completely dominated our, he, he dominated our regional season. You know, obviously, Lucas Davidson was winning like yeah. a billion regionals. Oh, yeah, Lucas is a great player. And yeah, he is a great player. And obviously, like, I, I will say that is, mm-hmm. he was, I think, one of the pioneers of the Vader meta. Yeah. Which, you know, is much to his credit. But every regional I went to was won by a Vader, right? And these are all really good players. So, I mean, it's just, like, part of that point. Like, clearly, he has got what it takes. And it just... True. I mean, I don't want to... I, I think you were right that, like, the initial reaction was probably a little mm-hmm. strong. But as I've, like, had the chance to think about it, it's just not clear how this doesn't just straight-up benefit Vader at the expense of everybody else, right? In terms of doubt, doubt gives Vader a great answer to focus stacking. And the deplete ability, the ability to have Vader cause someone to miss an attack on him, like IG to miss an attack on him, is huge. So, yeah, in my proxy games, I've been able to pull that off twice now. Oof. So, Oof. It's, yeah, I mean, it is a, a real big deal keeping Vader alive for just one more activation. Um, but yeah, like I said, we still have a couple things that are not revealed yet. Uh, I think Lion Ambush has the potential to be a big meta shaker. Um, we also have, uh, what's the one that gives block tokens? I think that one could be good as well. That is the, um, someone was saying the extra armor or yes, whatever it is. Yes, extra armor. That seems like another defensive boost for Vader lists, to be honest. So, uh, yeah. But there is the point at which, like, how many how many one-point upgrades is Vader going to include, right? Yeah. I mean, he's already at four, so hopefully, hopefully, you know, he's just re- reaching the point of diminishing returns. For sure. And... Yeah. You know, at four, he's capped out, and maybe at this point, Rebels can start. I mean, like, I could run the box, drop one of the smugglers to put in doubt and extra armor, right? Four block tokens. I'll take that. Or I, realistically, I'd probably do Balance of the Force because of some of these other cards that are in the pack. But Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I still feel some rage, and I think most of my rage <laughs> is because what's the point in them giving us all these new Force user figures if none of them are going to be usable at all? Especially Ezra, he's got a card that's shuffle a force user card 
from the discard pile on top of your deck or something like that. That's like his personal card. Yeah, it's but, like copy copy someone else's force user. Right, card but there's only one force user card worth doing that to in Rebels, and that's Force Surge. So I mean, who's ever going to run that yeah. card to get another copy of Force Surge? That just seems yeah. very situational. So their attacks are mediocre. Their Absolutely. speed is mediocre. I mean, Ezra can get those four movement points at the beginning of each round, which is nice. But I just don't see them having any yeah. impact on the meta at all, Ezra and Kanan specifically. Absolutely. I mean, you, you think of Ezra like you think of Ahsoka, right? Yeah. He doesn't even hit as hard as Ahsoka, and he does functionally the same thing. So, you know, I, I've, I have thought, I've tried to think about Ezra in terms of running him with Han so you can get some smuggler synergy. But it's just not clear, you know, what he's bringing to the what what he's actually going to bring other than a different card right like he's he's not clearly better than Jin. i mean he's better than Jin, but he's also two points more than Jin, and so right yeah it kind of reminds me of gerard like here's this figure that he's got a good trait he's like an interesting point cost at six and he's got really good surges and you know Jax is like a little bonus but you know, everyone's trying to figure out where he fits before he comes out, and then he comes out, and he sucks. Yeah. Like, no one runs Yeah, him. I try. That's how I feel like Ezra is. Yeah, that's fair. That's very, very I fair. mean, we'll see. I'm sure people are going to try. We have a lot of dedicated Rebel players that are pretty creative. Yeah. Um. So I'm sure that Kanan and Ezra are, are going to see the table at first, but they just don't inspire me at all. So, yeah. I mean, it, the, the proof is in the pudding, and I think it is interesting to consider, you know, so this year we had, I think, five players make, five Rebels make top 16 at Worlds. Yeah, that's and pretty good. That is good. Like, that's that's a that's a great sign of meta health, yes. right? And not even all of them were Hot sure. Rangers. Um, but the question is, when, you know, we were talking about this on the Slack, like, how many Rebel, how many Rebel players do we think are going to make tops uh, will more or less rebel players make top 16 you know with just what we're looking at at with this box and my my unequivocal answer is there is no way that five rebels are going to make top 16 at worlds next year i mean right it's just i feel like it's too hard of a hit now that's not coming from something like i have i've been trying to think about this and i'm gonna keep thinking about this but i just i think it is useful to consider just what kind of a uh, not a deficit, but it is kind of a deficit like you're going to be working with if you're going to be trying to make Rebels work. True. Yeah, and, and I can't see Force User as a synergy working at all. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, maybe with the other cards that are coming out, we'll see some kind of Rebelist emerge. But between Lothal and the lackluster Force User stuff we've seen, I really doubt it. So Yeah. You really well, doubt it, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh Brett. Awesome. <laughs> Well, uh, Brett, I have a few other questions I want to ask you, just n- not so much about this other card, just like some general predictions, but do you have anything else you want to say about Dow? Um, I don't think so. It's going to suck for some people on Ooze Crew, but I'm sure that people deal with it, and I don't think it's going to break the game necessarily. Yeah. It's going to suck for a lot of lists. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Well, you'll be in the... Yeah. A lot of us will be in the doghouse for a little while until we get it figured out, but... Okay, so with... Um, with it coming out, we know it's going to have a big effect on the meta. We know that Vader is obviously just going to get better. Yep. Let's pretend that you don't want to run Vader. 
okay. is the is the only answer. I mean, like in terms of high high tier competitive lists, is the best answer just to run IG? I mean, is that kind of where we're at in terms of the response? I mean, that's been the best answer, and I don't really see it. I don't see what would change that. I mean, Hondo hasn't been revealed yet. No, but I mean, what else is? I mean, people are experimenting with spy flavor, but. I think against Vader, the spies aren't as good as the extra hunter helps. So, no, not at all. So I think that's the, yeah, that's the obvious answer. Just run IG. It's been working and it still works decently. I, in fact, I lost a doubt proxy game against uh, IG hunter list. Um, although I did make some mistakes in that game, but I mean that's the kind of list you can't make any mistakes against. Yeah, even with a strong Vader list. So. Yeah, I think that list will definitely stick around as the answer. Do you think that it is worth... So if you are if you want to make Rebels work, or Scum, is it worth shaving off a point somewhere to include Doubt, do you think? Um, yeah, I definitely think it's worth a point because in the mirror matchups, you're going to have an advantage if you can cause those big misses or you can you know slow the game down if you need to. So the thing about playing without Doubt if you're running an aggressive list, you have to make your move kind of whenever you can. Whereas if you're running doubt, you wait for the optimal time, which is when you're going to be getting initiative back. Uh, so you can slow the game down until yeah. then. And that actually, I was talking to Scott about how he plays his Vader, and it's a lot more conservative than a lot of other players. So I have to adopt some of that strategy in my proxy games. Yeah. Um, the trick, I think, is to... You don't have to worry about the card draw. Just wait until you got that optimal initiative time to jump in and go for it. That is interesting when you think about that because it used to be that Vader wanted to get into your grill before... Like, this was a, a problem, I think, with playing Vader conservatively is you didn't want your hunter opponent to draw up all of his hunter cards and have everyone focus, but now being able to mitigate one of those focuses every round... Right. his ramp is going to be real is a lot slower right i mean the, the cards are going to suck but there's not really anything you can do yeah. about it and i think it's a bad play to panic and rush in you just kind of have to hang back and deal with the cards yeah, like blaze is going to get played sometimes you just have to deal with that you can't run in every time hoping they don't have blaze or you're going to get blasted eventually yeah that's a great point absolutely great point Okay, Brett, well, do you have any, are there any other thoughts that you've got in terms of, are there any other cards that have been spoiled that you'd like to talk about? Um, not really. I'm I'm not really seeing that many of the figures are going to have a big impact, but I do think all these attachments are interesting. Yeah. I think Doubt's going to get played a lot. Yes. Maybe not in every list, but I think a lot of people are going to try to squeeze it into whatever list. Maybe even yes. Devious will get dropped. I'm not sure about that, but I think... If you're planning on slowing the game down anyway, maybe you don't need Devious. That's a great point. Um, so, I mean, maybe that's where it gets squeezed in, or Black Market maybe gets dropped. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for Hondo to get revealed. I think he seems like an interesting figure. And the Rebel figures that have been revealed, I'm not excited about at all. Just yeah, hate to say it. Especially Kanan. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, eight <laughs> points is just way too much for what he does, I think. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a heartbreaker. Yeah, eight points for 14 health, not rolling a red die, right? Like, he's, like, got a worse attack than Obi-Wan. Well, yeah, and, and, and 14 health 
even though Obi-Wan has 12, he's got that built-in evade. So so it's about the same amount of health as Obi-Wan, too. Yeah, man, alive. I don't know. Boy, I don't know. But Yeah, he just seems really bad, to be yeah. honest. I think uh, C- CT has some, some hope, I think. Absolutely. I think maybe Loath Cats find a niche. I could see that. I think uh, maybe Sabine. Uh, I mean, she hasn't been revealed fully yet, but Hunter's always good, and free grenade every uh, every activation's yeah. always good. But she's a bit expensive. Yeah, uh, for seven and fragile, right? And she's fragile, yeah. She was she rolling? She had twelve twelve health health on a white die. No, no other defensive modifications. That's eleven, yeah. Oh, and uh, even worse. And she's only four speed, so. She definitely has some weaknesses, but yeah. I mean, Hunter's a good trait. We'll see. I don't know. Plus, she doesn't have a surge for accuracy. That hurts a lot, too. Yeah, I mean, she's got to get into the fray. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't think she's great either, but we'll see. It's very, uh, sorry, it's like a very cynical view of the Rebel stuff coming out. It's just, yeah. the, this doubt card, man, uh. when it came out, it's just like, yeah. All my dreams of all the Rebel Lucas just crumbled immediately. I was like, "Where's my Force user cards? I got, like, what? You're not giving me any tools." <laughs> you're, they, well, yeah, they're giving you a great tool. They're giving you Kanan's card, right? All right. So, oh my god. Oh man. Yeah, I don't know. I, although, in all honesty, I'm kind of. I mean, I feel like we have recalibrated. I mean, when was it spoiled on Friday? Thursday yeah. or Friday. I mean, the Slack just erupted. We, so oh, yeah. for those of you who are not on the Slack, what, what what it is, is normally it is a somewhat organized forum in which we've got a bunch of different channels and people are just kind of like keeping conversations going in all of them, right? We've got uh, Loth- a Tyrants of Lothal that we had used to talk about spoilers. We have a list building channel for Rebels, for Imperials. There's a general chat. There's a board games chat. There's a philosophy chat. I mean, like there's... I mean, there's just tons of channels. Oh, yeah. And they all get all mashed together sometimes, too. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They, especially, when, especially when things get heated. So what happened was this dropped. And we were, we, like, it was clear as all of a sudden as we started talking about this, what a massive effect this card was going to have. Yeah. And at that point, the Slack just exploded. So we've got a 10,000 message limit where after you, after we have done 10,000 messages, now think about that, 10,000 messages, right? So after we've done that, what Slack does is it automatically archives your, your all messages beyond 10,000. Okay. So, you know, normally it's like every, like things that are two weeks old, we can't get access to because we're not going to pay a billion dollars to keep the Slack going. When, when doubt came out, we chewed through the message limit. I think we were at like five days or something like that. Like, I mean, we were just, it, it just exploded. And a lot of it was pretty angry because, I mean, there was like Brett, myself, Matt. I mean, those of us, because there were some people who were like, oh, this is not going to have that big of a deal or, oh, this is good for the game. Whereas our point was like, you're failing to fully comprehend what it is that we're exactly looking at. And so we had a we had a long running battle. It calmed down. We, it also exploded again recently because we had Isaac Kajo came back from he was he was at like yeah he's like what happened here guys what's going on what oh man so we sh- and he and he plays Han Rangers right that was the funny thing so so we showed him the card and he just I mean he lost it so then we all lost it again it was 
very funny now that I think about it. Yeah. But uh, the reason I say that is because we've mostly recalibrated, right? Like, we yeah. know the doubt is going to be a nerf for Rebels. The The whole weight of it is not totally clear. Yeah. But, like, we're, we, we, we know where we're at. And so now we can, now that we've, like, exploded with rage, we can kind of, like, start figuring out where we're going to go. So, and I feel like... Right. I mean, there are a lot of things not to like about it. I think the main thing that I don't like about it is that it's literally playable in every single list. Like, yeah, sure. You're not ever going to look at a list with doubt and be like, you really could like spend that point a lot better somewhere else. Like it's it's a good point to spend in literally every list. So yep. I really don't like that. Like if there's a problem with the game, nerf the problem. Don't force people to run an answer to it. You know, uh, absolutely. I completely, I completely agree. Because like I said, I will be including this card in the box because the ability oh, for, for sure. Takata to force Vader to reroll one of his reds and then pitch it, I'm going to take that, right? Now, I feel like yeah. I'm getting hit more because he can do the same thing with me in addition to burning my focus. But it is one of those cards that I think that you have to account for why you're not running it if you choose not to, right? Like, you're going to have to think, I mean, devi- the fact that you have to think, do I take this or devious scheme, that tells you, how serious of an how serious of an impact this card is going to yeah especially for a neutral skirmish upgrade like not an attachment not a faction card like it's just neutral skirmish upgrade any list can hunt it like yeah yeah indeed uh, Indeed. i don't know it's frustrating to me but well like i don't want to be running everyone running 39 point lists with doubt which is that to me is uh, makes the game worse yeah i i mean it was i remember when i think it was vader's finest um, this so I mean this was a long time ago. Right when I first started, I they ran an episode. This yeah. was before Zillow came out, called Thirty Nine Points and Ruled by Fear. Yeah, that was the name of the episode. And they and that it was really interesting to listen to that because they just talked about you know as a new player, you're not totally clear like why would I want to draw two cards and pitch one right? Like I don't want to lose my cards until you know. But they clearly lay out why it is that you want to draw through your deck, even if you're going to have to discard a card, like in terms of value. And then obviously Zillow technique is an auto include in every single Imperial list. And like doubt is going to be one of those cards that now it's, it's going to have a, I think a similarly warping effect in terms of every list building decision must account for this right. card. Well, it's replacing um, cross training right now. Yeah. Uh, a lot of lists used to run cross training just to include Intel leak to try to get blaze out of yep. your opponent's deck. But the thing yep. is, like, it's kind of inconsistent to run that. Your yep. riots could die, or you might not draw Intel Leak. So it's a bit of setup, and Doubt is kind of a similar effect. It's negating damage that's coming at Vader, but it's more consistent in my yep. mind. So Absolutely. I don't, I don't feel like there's any good reason to take... If you're running Unshakable Vader, I don't feel like there's a single good reason to take um, cross-training over this card. Yeah. Right, like just in terms of the value that it's going to give to Vader is just going to be awesome. But, I agree with that. So if you're a Vader player, take heart. You are going to have a great regional season. You should feel very good about all of those poor rebels that you walk over on your way to your championship. Yeah. The rest, the rest of us will will uh, will we will um, gain some wonderful lessons in humility as we learn how to deal with it. But I, I feel like it'll be interesting to see where it shakes out. I feel like the creative. I hope. Hopefully the, the creative rebel players are able to come up with something awesome, but we're gonna have to see. Yeah, and obviously we don't know exactly where things are gonna go. Yep. So and we can only speculate from here. Cause you know, Unshakable Vader to me, when I first reviewed the Vader fix, I yeah. said, Great, but it's not gonna beat anything. <laughs> like it's not gonna beat Hunters. Yeah. Vader's still a four yeah. speed 
melee figure. Um, but, you know, I didn't account for the combo, so. Yeah, sure. Something could pop out that surprises us for sure. We shall, we shall see. We shall see. Yep. Awesome. All right, Brett. Well, we want to thank you for coming on to the episode and being not too salty, but properly constructive. <laughs> yeah. I tried to uh, reduce the salt to a minimum. So <laughs> you did. You did a great job. You you kept you. Yeah, it's a good thing that this is happening now instead of like a week ago. <laughs> no, we, it would have been a lot different episode. We talked about recording. I think when was that? It, it was earlier in the week, and I'm kind of for for various reasons I had to reschedule. And I'm kind of glad we were able to do so because it has helped us. Help, help me especially settle down. I feel like you're much easier at like calibrating back to the mean in terms of like being cool headed about it where I'm like, I can't run my box. And if I can't run my box, what's the point of this game? Right. So. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so. I can't run Luke. That's that's how I judge that's- every card that comes out. Does it help Luke? Does it hurt Luke? <laughs> oh, that, that's a good metric. I like that. That's a great that's a great metric. <laughs> Yeah, so I was I was pissed at Dallas. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we shall see how it goes. But again, Brett, we want to thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Anytime. We want to thank everybody for listening through this. Know that we love you all, even if we have sounded a little bit cynical and angry. We love you, and we love IA, and we are confident that the designers have got a great long-term plan for how they're going to make Rebels awesome, which is not apparent to us yet. We want to encourage you to join us on the Slack channel so you can keep us in line in terms of calling it calling us out when we're getting a little angry, um, and, and support us on Patreon. Right? Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good, good luck. Your, your attempts to constrain us just in increase our rage so Uh, but we still love you and we love everyone on the slack channel that we fight with so um and we encourage you to support us on patreon by going to patreon.com slash zion's finest thanks again brett yep thanks kenny